Hello world, I'm Otello. Today I will talk about the AI superpowers book. And this was a book about AI and how it is like a global thing and uh, whether the China or the US will win the AI race. It mostly advocated for China and why it has uh, strong chances. And it also talked about our problems with AI and uh, his solution. So, when uh, AlphaGo became the best Go player in the world, Go is a very difficult uh, Chinese uh, game. And uh, this play between the, the world champion in Go and the AlphaGo uh, algorithm or robot uh, depended in China. So, this was a turning point for the Chinese uh, culture and the Chinese government. It was the Sputnik moment uh, when they saw that uh, that there is a massive technological gap between China and the US in the field of AI. And they saw that AI is so powerful, it is how powerful, and uh, that it will be a very important thing in the future. So they saw the opportunity in AI and starting, started investing in it. And, uh, since then, like the Chinese government invested massive amount of uh, money into AI and the Chinese venture capitalist investors are making up 48% of all AI venture funding globally, surpassing even the US. So AI will probably be China's greatest opportunity to catch up with and possibly surpass the United States. So AI is a winner-takes-all market and uh, China wants to compete in that because um, with AI the, the player with the most possible data will win. So for example uh, nobody is nowhere near Google search near Google in the search territory because they have the most data and uh, and um, China has a core advantage when they want to catch up with Google for example because there are two internet separate internet universes there is the global internet universe and there is China China so China has this massive firewall they uh, block most uh, US uh, companies from competing in China in order to support their own companies. So for example, they block Google, so they enable Chinese uh, AI um, firms and companies to compete in the Chinese market. And this wouldn't be possible in other markets because uh, there is not enough data and there is not enough users. But in China, with 1 billion citizens, it is possible and uh, Chinese uh, companies are very strong. And the government also eagerly supports the AI industry, uh, first by blocking uh, foreign companies from competing. But uh, in some cases, so for example, uh, they, they allow for uh, foreign companies to come in. So for example, they allowed uh, Tesla to come in. In order to, like Tesla will uh, 
acquire, they will um, employ a lot of people there in China. But then that people will be fired or that people will be hired by other uh, Chinese EV companies. And these EV companies uh, throughout the people will be able to copy the ideas of Tesla. Because if they, ha if they have a strong EV competition, they know that Tesla will be the future of EV and they want to catch up. So Chinese China have a very cutthroat entrepreneurial environment and this will be a very important asset going forward, they say, because for years Chinese entrepreneurs copied, uh, copycatted the US startups. So for example, after uh, Facebook became successful, there was a Facebook copycat in China and then there is a Facebook copycat of YouTube and there is a Facebook copycat of everything. So there is this copying culture and uh, because there is massive domestic competition within China, the strongest entrepreneurs will win who are uh, willing to invest in a lot of time, who are uh, willing to work a lot. And for years, when uh, the US uh, tourists uh, visited China, they would buy, uh, for example, a Chinese uh, Apple or iPhone copycat, and they would laugh on it and it would be a joke because it had a shiny exterior, so it looked the same, uh, but the product wasn't that good. But this is changing. And um, this cutthroat a Chinese domestic competition forged a generation of uh, gladiator entrepreneurs who are willing to put a lot of time in the, who are willing to put, invest in a lot of time and who are willing to work a lot because they know that otherwise the competition from China will catch up. And uh, then when US companies do enter China, um, mostly these Chinese companies won because uh, US companies are unwilling to adopt to the local needs and they, they don't have the same expertise and they don't have the crazy hour, hours worked as Chinese companies do. And uh, the Chinese government knows that the data is the key. So they, because they have a monopoly, uh, they allow the data to be collected from its citizens. Mm. But if they want to be an AI superpower, they know that uh, they also have to have uh, AI experts. So they support their own AI community. And they, the book says that uh, the AI community is already very strong. The only thing that they don't have is this uh, AI superstar researchers who in the US, US constantly make the headlines with uh, all these uh, major breakthroughs. But uh, it says that uh, the real work is not done with these big headlines in the newspaper, but the real work is a slow, gradual process. And it's a work, it's a work for tinkerers who are willing to like, tinker a lot with the product. And the Chinese government also 
have a willingness to take more risks and uh, it can uh, place big bets on AI because it has a different culture. Because while the US government, uh, the US president have to work to win the next election, so they they make a lot of decisions in order to win the next election. The Chinese citizen, um, Chinese government have a monopoly. I'm not happy about this because they they infringe the human rights. But um, that's the case. They have a monopoly, so they can uh, have a very long-term thinking and they can focus on the long term, not just on winning the next election. So they can invest in a lot of money in AI and things like that. While in the US government, if they invest in a lot of money, citizens won't be happy because they will have to pay uh, more taxes or like the national debt will increase even more. And uh, China also have an approach where they, uh, where they put out things into the wild and they are willing to break it because uh, they are not that afraid of the media because they control the media. So if, for example, they put out a self-driving car and that self-driving car would kill a few people, that wouldn't go into the news because they control the news. The book also says that uh, while the US government is waiting for AI to adopt to them, so they are unwilling to adopt, the Chinese government is willing to evolve with the AI and they are willing to adopt. So, yeah. And it says that there will be four AI waves. First uh, is the internet internet AI and uh, these are about the recommendation engines that, uh, for example, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all these social media platforms use. The second kind of AI wave, and we are after the second wave, is the business AI. And this business AI is a very broad category. So it's about optimizing dollars, collecting a lot of data. So for example, there is an insurance company called Lemonade who have an AI chatbot and they are uh, collecting data from that uh, from their um, application and then they analyze the behavior of the users with machine learning. And uh, this is uh, business AI. Another example would be like a doctor uh, collecting data from, uh, from the patients and then with AI, for example, recognizing cancer and things like that. The third wave is the perception AI. And this uh, AI is about recognizing images, sounds, and objects. So, for example, Spotify has an amazing recommendation language uh, engine where they recognize the sound. And uh, yeah, it's quite amazing. And with this perception AI, Chinese the Chinese government is building a massive surveillance system, which is very scary. So I'm, I'm happy that I'm not there. So with these all kinds of sensors and uh, cameras at public spaces, they are uh, building a massive credit score. And the uh, last kind of AI is the autonomous AI. 
and uh, these are currently in the factories and farms where they can't harm humans but uh, the next big thing will be self-driving cars will with uh, Tesla and Google at the top um, then it said that uh, we are watching from the wrong standpoint so until now we talk about this horse race which camp which country will win the ai race and uh, it said that the problem will be within the country it, it will be with the unemployment and the job and the inequality so we should talk about that so ais will replace a lot of jobs for example, uh, self-driving cars will replace the trucking industry, the taxi driver industry, and Uber, and all these. And uh, the jobs will stay that uh, require social skills and creativity. Uh, so they will be replaced the latest, or uh, they won't be replaced. So these are the two possibilities and it says that um, 80% of workers of the US workforce fo would be affected 38% um, will be one-to-one -one replacement so it's when uh, a company instead of hiring an, a new accountant the company would hire an AI and 10% uh, from, from the ground up disruption so this is when the whole industry changes. So instead of taxis, there will be self-driving cars. And this whole, when the whole industry is changing. And it says that uh, job losses in China will be uh, much more gradual. It will be a slower process because currently they are the robot manufacturing hub of the world. In drones, especially, they are very at the top. And because with manufacturing they are they are the hub of the world uh, like robots will do the manufacturing but that robots will also have to be maintained and there have to be sales and packaging so it says that uh, in china this will be a slower process and we will also have even more inequality we will have an even bigger wealth gap and um, then we could say that uh, a lot of people will be unemployed then everybody should be for example a healthcare worker because uh, that job won't be replaced but the problem is that uh, healthcare workers are already the lowest one of the lowest paid uh, roles in our economy and if everybody would like to work there because of the supply and demand their wages would even uh, decline and uh, while the CEOs and the rich people who whose jobs won't be replaced because you can't replace a CEO um, they will become even richer and, uh, he says that uh, he believes that we must build our shared future on AI's ability to think but coupled with humans being's ability to love so he says that uh, AIs are good at thinking, possibly better at than humans, but uh, humans are good at the humanitarian 
kind of things, so like loving, uh, taking care, and things like that. So the current uh, solution is a universal basic income said to us. So it says that uh, the Silicon Valley elite wants to embrace UBI because it's an easy technical fix to a complex society-wide problem that uh, they created because uh, they would be the obvious target to the anger of the mobs if there would be a crisis because they are very rich and uh, the poor people would uh, target the rich people. So UBI would be good for them because uh, even though they would uh, like the profits from the factories would get a massive cut, so uh, a tax cut, they would still get richer and they would still get part of the profits while the poor people will be, wouldn't get the part of the profits. The, the author says that uh, some form of UBI might be necessary, but uh, it's not the whole solution. We should encourage a human and AI synergy work. So, for example, a doctor might talk to the patients, reassure them, and things like that, while the AI would uh, detect the problems, detect the cancer. So, it's a nice synergy. And another kind of solution is the introduction of social investment stipend. And this, was, and this would be a decent government salary given to those who invest their time and energy in those activities that promote a kind, compassionate and creative society. These would include three broad categories, care work, community service and education. So I think it's a great idea. If you don't have work, um, you should uh, build a healthier community. The only problem is I, I see is that uh, this would be difficult in a capitalist system. So how do you measure how much did you contribute to the health of the community? So it's a difficulty, but I think this is a great solution. So um, let's talk about the book. I think this was an interesting book, especially the solution part uh, about the China part. I have some concerns because uh, the author is a Taiwanese uh, VC uh, venture capitalist investor um, boasting uh, with uh, connections with China and the US, but I think his uh, core holdings are in China. So he would interest by uh, pouring continued putting investment into China if uh, one person read this book and they think that they should uh, invest in the Chinese AI economy and uh, then they would go to his fund. He would benefit from it. So I'm not entirely sure. And another thing that I'm concerned about is that uh, this book might be promoted by the Chinese government because um, I think the Chinese government invests a lot of time and energy and money to create a positive uh, outlook about the Chinese economy in the rest of the world. So this book might be 
sponsored by some way in the Chinese government. Of course, I'm not sure about it. But uh, the other side is that uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just influenced by the U.S. economy, and I don't want to know that uh, the U.S. economy will be disrupted by China. So it's difficult to hear the truth, and I I'm planning to read more about this topic. And uh, if I disappear tomorrow because the Chinese government robbed me because of my comments, then bye. So. You should subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow my podcast if you are interested in stuff like this. I read one book every day and I share the things that I learned from that book. Recently, I'm my main focus is AI because I think AI will be very important in the future and I will I put all my videos on AI into one uh, playlist. So I will link that playlist in the description and it's on the screen now. So, thank you for coming in. I'm also available on Twitter. You can reach me there or in the comment section. Bye-bye.